In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. I go through this spill every time. <laughs> Y'all don't know who I am. Uh, I got my tournament partner and uh, Jackson Kayak teammate, uh, Mike Fiorenza, on the show with me tonight. What's up, Mike? What's going on, man? We're uh, trying to thaw out a little bit. It's still kind of still kind of brutal out there. I mean, uh, 45 minutes to the northwest of me, they're still getting snow right now. And this has been ongoing yeah. since uh, it's where we're going on five days now. It, it's it's yeah. pretty, pretty bad stuff, man. We're, we're seeing some um some unprecedented uh freezing conditions <laughs> how y'all holding up man good good we're actually we're, we're probably better than most but uh yeah. I'm, I'm an hour from the coast so we're we're kind of in that flux zone where we've got a lot of the cold air mass sitting on top of us because you got the the gulf moisture coming up yes. um it's been cold definitely definitely so um you know, we've been dealing with uh, rolling blackouts. You know, they've had to do some load shedding on our grid here since we're on our own grid through ERCOT controls that. Um, they're not reliable at all. Uh, <laughs> definitely some price gouging going on on some water and things like that as the road conditions were really bad over here. So you had problems with goods and services reaching their destinations and to the retailers that sell them water, food, all that good stuff. Um, generators were in short supply. I do have a good story on that. 
Um, <laughs> I went to go out and find a power inverter, at least to run our, our my refrigerator and freezer off and on off of my truck. You know, uh, they, they sell them up to, you know, a thousand watts. So I was going I had a full tank of gas. I was going to do that. And I just walked into the auto zone and uh, was asked where the inverters were. And I just happened to see a, a generator getting wheeled by on a cart, taking it outside. I said, hey, y'all have generators? And they're like, yeah, we have a couple more left. I was like, well, I will sure take one. Put one in the truck, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't bought a generator already because we've already been through a few hurricanes. It's been pretty bad. I mean, we got smashed during Harvey and uh, Claudette also. You know, so you know, from experience, we should we should know know better. <laughs> but you know, yeah. stubborn. But yeah, I got a little small one now. We we made it through. Um, you know, off and on power. I think our long I, we went about forty hours without power. Um, but we, uh, the house never got below 60. You know, we live in a newer, newer house and uh, well insulated. And, you know, now thing is uh, the boil and notice on the water. We're out of water a little bit too. We do have pressure now, but but you have to boil it. And then that's why all the water's gone in the, in the stores and everywhere. There's some bare shelves in the grocery stores and all that. Luckily, we're all stocked up with food. And, you know, hope y'all are faring the same over there, man. It's been pretty crazy. <laughs> we are. It's, 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 we're, we're, we're probably we're better than most let's let's put it that way we've, we've yeah yeah we've we've actually been trying to help out a whole bunch of people in the neighborhood and yep. in the area with plumbing supplies anything that we can because we we were fine we, we never had we didn't have an issue in the house so i have a generator. definitely good to, to reach out and, and lend a helping hand that's one thing about texas is uh everybody's normally pretty pretty quick to to lend a hand to, to your neighbors and everything like that but one thing we can't help right now for sure is the water temperatures that are just staying uh, below that critical point for our fisheries. <laughs> so, you know, go ahead. Well, you were about to say something there before I jumped on into that. We'll no, that's, that's, that's it. I mean, there's, there's, it's kind of like sitting back helpless watching what's going on. Uh, there's nothing yeah. that you, there's not absolutely nothing you can do. Um, I was not in Texas for the last major freeze like that. I mean, we right. we all know that Texas is not set up infrastructure-wise to deal with the, a, a once-in-a-century uh, cold storm like this. Oh, it's not, and, and the power generation plants aren't either. No matter how much yeah. how much mm -hmm. steam tracing you have on transmitters and um, you know instruments. Man, I work in a process industry myself at a chemical plant. Uh, I know the issues firsthand. And I know for a fact that it's it's hard to keep something running when it is under 20 degrees. It is hard no matter where you're at, you know, no matter how much, you know, and that's the thing. You're not spending all that extra money here to winterize stuff. And winterize is what the, the base systems need right now. They need a big blanket of insulation. Yeah. Um, you know, we have some major stuff going on. We're seeing some, some pretty uh, <laughs> disheartening uh pictures coming around from our uh, some localized areas of some fish kills, especially the fish of the, uh, you know, the tropical variety that might have uh, moved further north over the, the past winters that have been milder, um, you know, like the snook and the mangrove snappers and, and juvenile tarpon that uh, find refuge in some of our deeper harbors and stuff and spawn there sometimes during the year. Um, we're seeing some of that stuff. I know Dean Thomas has shared some, some stuff with some tarpon down there in the Rockport or Rancis Pass area. Two um, or three. Two, yeah. Yeah, two or three, two or three tarpon. I can't remember if it was two or three that he pulled out. Um, one, both in the harbor. So, the uh, uh, Texas Park and Wildlife shutting down areas. Uh, yeah. Because you know, like anything, that they were hoping they get the deeper water, uh, trying to conserve warmth and stay there. And uh, I, 
I'm glad they shut it down. So yeah, for sure. I know this this um, initial cold blast kind of started off a little slower, and, and you know, because we had had pretty mild temperatures up until this week, and the water temps were already moving up in the mid 60s to 70s down in around South Padre and stuff, and so the fish were already setting back up for almost to go into that spring pattern, you know. And that's the thing, man. This the, the front came through with strong northwest winds. The temperature dropped. It, you know, the water started falling. And you think the fish would have got that memo to get get out of dodge, but uh, a lot of that, uh, a lot of those fish in those back lakes got stuck. Like what I'm seeing around my area, Port O'Connor, um, the back lakes there, Power Lake, uh, Cedars, Pringle. There's some good trout fishing in there. Usually solid fish in there this time of year. And they're stubborn and get stuck in there. That that place is usually one of the first places you kind of see some stuff happen on these freezes like this. And it's uh, you know it's heartbreaking, man, to see some of these you know 28, 29 bigger, bigger, bigger trophy trout in here that, that are just they didn't get out in time. You know, uh, a lot of bait fish have been showing up on some places, but that's the thing. We're not going to really see the whole. Yeah, it's going to take time. One of this until the water warms back up and the fish that might have got affected deeper. Um, you know, the, if the water basically there is like a thermal protection and if it de-stratifies, that means there's different layers of the temperature of the water. If that water gets like jumbled up from all this wind and the cold air injected, in, you know, and that whole water column gets super cold, then those fish that were kind of seeking refuge on the bottom in deeper water, when they go, their bladders already, you know, bled out so when they warm up and start gassing up and bloating then they'll float to the top and then we'll really know the true uh, the real brunt of the damage to to the fishery um i know louisiana's um fisheries division uh issued some warnings and stuff over there too and closed some stuff down um you know it, it's not only in texas we might see some stuff further over towards louisiana mississippi alabama because they had some some pretty Strong uh, stuff come across the past few nights too. I don't know if their duration as long as ours here, but you know this uh, this is the current water temperatures. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see this, but we'll um, we'll talk about this also. Um, there's some current temperatures popping up on the screen of what we're seeing in in Texas right now, and it is uh, it's pretty crazy. Some of these temperatures we're seeing current water temperatures ranging from the mid 40s to the to the upper 30s and that's that's crazy that's that's Insane. also that's the line right it's like 40 41 degrees is kind of the line right yeah, there four, that, 42 is is really your critical point for trout yeah. 40 well actually 44 probably more like 44 45 and then 42 41 for redfish um and we're seeing that all over you know lavaca bay where i fish a lot Port O'Connor. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just insane um, what we're seeing. These water temps, 44 in Rockport, Corpus Christi, 39 in Bird Island, 42 at the mouth of Baffin, 39 down there around, yep. 41 around Mansfield, 
42 coming out of land cut all around South Padre, Port Isabel, 42 to 45. So we're we're right there, as, and we'll, we'll see some stuff going on. Um, you know, we've seen some localized fish kills already, but this is just, you know, unprecedented. I think our ma last major fish kill we had was back in 1989. They had one in in February, the beginning of the year. Then they had another big freeze around Christmas of the, at the end of the year. So it was pretty crazy. There you go right there. Sabine, Mouth of Sabine, 39. Yep. Mouth of Calcasieu at Cameron, 39. You're seeing some st critical points there in in Louisiana also. Um, yeah, it's just all the way over. Place. All the way over to Grand Isle, 51 on the Outer Islands, 43. You know, it's it's some pretty good, pretty stuff going on. You know, 47 in Pascagoula going up the channel there. Mobile Bay is a little warmer, 49.50 up on the north side, 52 up to Bon Secours. You know, there's definitely, you know, it, it could happen over there also. It's just it depends on how much longer it stays stays mm -hmm. um, cold over there. You know, it's, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy what's going on over there, <laughs> over here. You know, it's yeah. it, it just makes you really, really want to, you know, be conservation-minded. I know um, – from uh, Speckled Truth has shared some stuff that they're, you know, with uh, Release Over 20 initiative um, that started on the East Coast, has some stuff going on, you know, pushing that, uh, you know, the program of Release Over 20. They actually track, you submit your fish to their website. It's on iStrikeFishing.com. You can look, look up the program that has. And I've been a big, you know, supporter of that since I found out about it and uh, letting the bigger fish swim. You know, it's always been a, a good thing for me to see too and see those big girls go away you know, and keep growing and keep producing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're jumping on board for the 2021, you know, deal. And they're going to put in, uh, um, you know, the CPR, I mean, release the fish mm -hmm. period for 2021. I think uh, they had some stuff going on with, you know, you know, lots of posts about the people worried about the fisheries in Texas and then in the other States affected by cold stunfish kills We've been in uh they contacted speckled truth and collaborated to inter encourage voluntary catch and release of all inshore species throughout 2021 in texas you know anglers actions can make a huge difference if you let all surviving and fish spawn this year um they saw the same thing kind of happen in south carolina a few years back and they had a little deal going on let them spawn let them live initiative after the last cold stun and in two years they had a huge rebound so you know, thanks for Chris Bush from Speckle Truth and, and, uh, and David Flad from uh, Release Over 20 um, to kind of get this ball rolling. I know some other some other stuff. I know Chester Moore shared some stuff about this also um, via Texas uh, Fishing Game magazine. And, uh, you know, there's just some hopefully uh, everybody jumps on board with all of this. I, I for, I'm all in with uh, releasing all my fish this year, mm -hmm. um, you know, grip and grin, CPR. Let's go. We can still have tournaments. Um, uh, if, 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 I don't know, we, we got to see how bad it is first. You know, I know there's a quite a big, uh, and we have some good redfish trails supposed to happen this year, especially on the kayak side. And, and I'm curious to see what happens with the redfish also. They're a little hardier, but there's definitely been, there's definitely seen some pop up, you know, and if you're, yeah, you know, it's, uh, oh man, it's just one of them deals, man. So, I, uh, my 
my initial thought on this is that we try everything we can to keep those fish alive anyway, right? So we we have live wells and we work on keeping redfish alive for tournaments and weigh-ins and and we we dedicate a lot of time and energy to making sure that we're bringing live fish to the weigh-in. Um, yeah, I think that what's an interesting dynamic is that tournament fishing is only a piece of this now but exactly right tournament fishing is only going to be a piece of this because you have you know your your pleasure fishing and then you have guided fishing and it'll be interesting to see how everybody kind of comes together and looks at the 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 data and how this develops and how it moves forward i'm not really on i'm i i don't because i'm not a guide and and because i'm not uh, uh, in that aspect of it I, I i don't have a i don't have a say or an opinion on that side i think that they all need to figure that out and work that out but as far as tournament kayak tournament anglers we we do a lot of cpr and we we invest a lot of time and energy in making sure that our fish are alive or, and released yes. healthy so um i think everybody could take a little bit of a uh uh everybody could take a little bit of a trick or, or tips and tricks from what we what we do for these tournaments exactly yeah i just put a picture up there of a pretty sizable speckled trout laying there just uh pretty much frozen on the mm-hmm. bank and it's pretty heartbreaking looking at that you know and, and seeing some of these other pictures that have come in I've, I've had a few um like i said if you're listening to this on the podcast platform jump over to youtube and, and see some of this i know it's all over facebook too but i'm just sharing some of this here just to just to show, you know, there what's going on over here, and that that you know, just like we we really got to do something to um, to help this situation out as 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 conservation minded anglers, and and I'm I'm really hoping everybody out there can can join in on this with us, um, you know, and just help us grow this fishery back. It, you know, we still haven't seen the brunt of it. You know, not wanting to jump the gun too fast, but from what I'm seeing, it's not. I mean, it's looking pretty dismal. <laughs> you know. So it's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, it's 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 weird too. You, you're we're only getting so much of a view so far, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, you you know, a lot of the spots that I fish, I haven't seen any video come out of. So yeah. I'm interested in finding out how you know the Galveston Freeport net area is. Um, I've seen, I've heard good reports out of Clear Lake and out of, you know, out of, uh, uh, out of Galveston. Um, and then we're seeing devastation in others. So it's, it's kind of hard secondhand filtering this, the sea turtles. Absolutely. When oh, they yeah. were, <laughs> I, I mean, they were all over the place and thank God they're out there collecting them. And I think they reported rehab. there's been over 4,100, uh, recovered, uh, the cold stunned sea turtles. I just yeah. put a picture up of a, a, a truck bed full um that's down from the boca chica beach area south of the uh south padre island jetties i'm south of that towards the the mexico border um i know in laguna madre there's been quite a number but a lot have came from down there in the lower laguna madre um and shouts off to all them guys tj reina and all them down south um i don't know who exactly has all been involved to get those to the to the help centers but they they've definitely uh been uh, nice and shining armor for the turtles out it's there. Space. Even some giant, even some giant loggerheads were rescued, like four hundred pound mm-hmm. turtles that are two hundred years old. Yeah. It's just insane that, that that that's going on, you know. And that, that everybody's willing to 
you know, jump on out there and, and, uh, and risk, uh, you know, exposure to the weather to, to, to help these animals out, which is awesome. Yeah. SpaceX also brought in some, brought in generators to help out yep. and power Good. the, the it's fantastic, fantastic move. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, man, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Uh, like I said, if you're just listening to this podcast through the podcast platforms, you can jump back on uh, YouTube and watch this also. You know, it's just, I just wanted to come on. This is kind of a, not the normal podcast topic today, but what's going on over here? It's definitely got my, got my heart hurting a little bit, man. And it's, you know, you know, we all know me, y'all know I love to chase the big trout. That's one of my things I'd, I like to do this time of year. And, oh, it's just, uh, pretty sad to see man um makes it tough <laughs> yeah yeah and like you said we a lot of the areas we write about it we talk about it we we discuss getting back in and dragging kayaks to these back lakes that get yeah. cut off and you're you're targeting redfish and shallow water in the back lakes um you know the bait fish is the first in the food cycle to go and then you get the intermediate predator fish and then you get the hardy fish and if you're if you've got them trapped in these back lakes that are shallow there's no refuge if once they're cut off there's no refuge to deeper water right right um so yeah, i'm i'm uh i'm interested to see what it what the impact looks like once we can get back in there and really yeah once it warms up the water gets back over you know yeah. to 55 60 degrees and we'll see what the extent of the, the damage is to the to the total fishery to all our water bodies and everything so uh just praying for the best man hopefully some fish got to deeper channels i know you know a lot of the, a lot of flounder offshore we got plenty of bulls reds offshore that'll move back in and you know the uh you know some trout the surf running trout and all that um you know let's just say let's not, let's not hope it's like a total fish killer one of the gigantic ones like like the early 80s and, and late 80s um you know we're just praying for the best over here <laughs> You know, it just just makes me that much more, you know, in tune with the whole, you know, catch and release initiative and everything. It's just that mm -hmm. you see stuff like this, what's up on the screen right now, um, you know, the and, and the videos, the, you know, videos that I've seen come out of Pringle and and around Aransas Pass down the ICW, the Intracoastal Waterway there, starting to see some redfish and stuff affected down there also. Um, you know, it's just... Well, it also not, right. only, not only is it a shock to the water and, and, the, and the, the thermal temperature and, and the fish shock, but it's also habitat shock. Yes. So a lot of, you know, we were we were in a, a warming trend and a lot of plant life was coming back and firing up and getting yeah. going early. Yes. And all of a sudden it got smacked. So we've got a we've got a kind of a one two punch going on on the Texas coast. So yes. Yeah, we've had what three fronts back to back. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just it, it's crazy right now. I mean, it just it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. just uh, you know we are gearing up to start you know start getting ready for some some tournaments coming up. I think the first Redfish Trail event was uh, starting coming up in April. April. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have quite some bad. I have quite a few bass tournaments lined up here, but. You know, and if that's the case, if we, we have to reduce the pressure on the inshore species, then then we're lucky to live by some great uh, um, bass fisheries also. And we can kind of yeah. split. You know, I love to chase those green fish, too. 
So, you know, if we do have to re- reduce the pressure on them, I, I, I think it'll be better, you know, because I feel after the stress they're going to go through right now, there, there's no way you want to drag some two redfish around on a stringer and try to get them to a weigh-in live. You know, if anything, we need they need to modify and adjust and, and have uh, a measured uh, measured tournaments, you know, and, you know, you can do that online by, you know, time of the fish submitted, your timestamp on the photos, because, you know, you yeah. could have multiple multiple people catch 28-inch redfish, but it'd be the first ones to get the photo and submit it and timestamp, you know, would definitely help with something like that. You know, you might get some flack from people, but whatever, <laughs> you know, well, any, anything to help right now is going to be better than nothing, you know. It we're we're exactly right, and 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 a lot of those a lot of those issues have been worked out in previous tournament trails and in the, in the freshwater trails as well. Uh, IFA has done it. And, yeah, you know, we're, the the CPR format with the apps, it, it's entirely feasible right now. Yes, very much so. You know, with everybody else has done that and all that. You know. Oh man, it just just looking at those pictures really. Do you have the one makes me kind of sad? <laughs> it's just, do you have the one where it's lined up on the shoreline? Like there's two or three feet worth of fish on the on the shoreline. Sure do. Y'all get ready for this one. It's not pretty. It's mainly uh, sand trout and croaker spot different things like that but uh there's some specs mixed in there and it's it's not pretty at all so there you go in every pair of tecovis boots you can expect handmade quality first wear comfort and timeless western style tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers and with occasional resoling they will last a lifetime the best way to shop for boots is at your local tecovis store where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile come on in grab a cold one get fitted by a pro and shop the latest styles Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Yes. So so we're used to an overabundance of shad yes. in the summer months and then get that first that first cool front that comes through and it takes out a whole bunch of shad. And that and that's yep. needed. I mean it's, it's it's essentially needed because they're 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 overpopulated. Yes. But this makes, is what he, makes us hard to fool them on artificial. <laughs> that's right. And this is this is what this is what feeds on that shad, right? Yeah. So you're taking a chunk out of the middle of the food chain there, and it, it's going to be if we have a warm, warm spring, summer, and fall, uh, it's going to be either epic with these yeah. big fish. Or we're going to be suffering through it all the way into next year. Yeah, it could be throw the whole shebang out of balance. Whack. Yeah, out of whack. throw it all balance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, but yeah. Let's hats off to our fisheries, uh, the hatcheries and stuff we do have here. You know, they they do a great job at restocking some of these fish. Um, you know, because you know you do just from recreational and anglers and stuff. We do deplete a lot of the resource to there too, you know, and it's been great that we've had some reduction in, um, 
in krill limits and stuff as far as the trout go also. And I, I've seen the quality of, of fish go up over the past, you know, three, five years myself in my area. And I know they just implemented that change back, you know, last year in Galveston going yep. from a fish to, to five and then also implementing the, uh, the 15 to 25 inch uh, slot. You can only have one fish over 25 per person, which, uh, Man, I just I'd love to see that just go away. Just have a slot period, just fifteen to twenty five, you know, and that be all you can keep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know, you know what's I don't know what what is this going to do to the croaker population? Is this actually going to push this to where they're not going to let them net croaker this year for bait? I mean, is it so that way they'll have enough forage? You know, we don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing. It's just. There's so many variables that are going to be at play that, that can just going to have, see how this balances out. And, and it just, it's got my head spinning, man. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty rough to look at this. <sighs> yeah. Definitely impacted. Sure is. Sorry about the, the dreary uh, mood here on, on this podcast, but it's just, uh, you know, this is something that's dear to my heart, chasing these these fish and this inshore fishery we have. And just to see it is, is I can't say enough how much this is. This makes me sad, man. It's just. And you know, the, the dynamic difference between freshwater and saltwater here, you've got, I mean, think about all the northern lakes that freeze over, right? Yeah. And so you, and they're ice fishing. They're sitting on top of, they're fishing under, for fish underneath the ice. They're deep, they're they may not be huge reservoirs, but they're deeper and they allow them to get down there and, and, and weather it out. Man, really the Gulf is pretty shallow. If you really yeah. think about it, the, the majority of the Gulf is, is shallow. There's a lot, there's a lot of people that get come down here the first time and are driving over all these bridges going, wow, look at all this water. And you know, those of us that have been at it are like, well, I can walk across that. You know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, only two feet deep. And you can be like, yeah, man, I can walk across yeah. that whole span right there. Yeah. It's like, that was me when I first moved out here. I was like, what? You can walk out and fish out there like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah. sinking in the mud up to your neck. Well, some places you will, but, yeah. you know, those grass flats were just like, man, that's, that's the whole thing that got me going over here was, you know, oh, wait, fishing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're not, the fish here aren't set up that way. They're, they're you know. Yeah. They do put on a they start eating a little more before the start onset of you know in fall and winter they, they fatten up a bit put on a little extra layer but but when this uh as cold as it gets the way the fish are their metabolism slows down to nothing the colder it gets so then their their heart just stops beating and then they go belly up you know yep. at that critical point in the water temp they just can't hang on anymore so you know you know it actually uh, shoot man a lot of the lakes up North Texas are all frozen across Palestine, Pines, um, mm -hmm. Nakanich, all of that. It's like solid ice across them, you know, but those have some, you know, 40, 50 foot, you know, some lakes, even 80, 90, like Fayette, Fayette's a power plant lake at least. But, you know, some of these lakes, uh, the fish will be able to hang on also, you know, so yeah. we'll be – uh transitioning over to some more bass fishing here to, to relieve some of the pressure on the inshore species and just depending on what we see after after everything warms back up a little bit for sure i got a picture from uh, one of one of my estimators pat um she 
she sent me over a pitch. She lives on in, in Kima and right on the water. And she sent a picture over. She's like, I've, they've never seen it frozen over and it's frozen over. And it's, it's insane to see. So, yes, I wish I had a picture to put that up because there was a picture from, um, the Kima, um, Harbor there with all the sailboats frozen and the icicles just hanging off the map. Yeah. I wish I had that picture to share. You can probably find it on social media pretty easy. Um, it's probably making us rounds and everything. So, yeah, it's just, uh, just one of them once in a century <laughs> storms going on. And, and, and you know, and then to have the power failures and the water system, everything's going on with all of that. And just we're not just set up. We're not set up for this uh, down here, you know, to be ready for this. And then you got people – giving it a bad name and talking trash and that's what they deserve, man. How could you ever wish something like that on somebody? Um, you know, it, it, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone because, uh, yeah, I'm not getting that fired up. I'm not going to get too fired up into it, but, but, but for the most part, everybody I've talked to has been real supportive of everything. You know, I got, I, I jumped mm -hmm. on another, uh, I did a, had a little patch of power yesterday and was Apple able to knock out a podcast on another um, another one yesterday. Um, Eastern Current, uh, Judson Brock does uh, does that podcast from the East Coast, and I was um, fortunate enough for him to ask me to come on board and talk a little bit about the chasing the big trout from the kayak and got some stuff done with him yesterday, and that'll be coming out here on March the second. And then, uh, you know, he's really involved in the release over 20 and he's a guide over there and um, on the eastern seaboard there does a lot of sea duck hunting and all that kind of cool stuff. So, you know, I was excited to get on on with him and talk shop with him. A um, little something different for some of his listeners. So y'all go over and check his his podcast out, too. It's pretty dang rad. So, you know, he is a boat guy, but I'd, I'd love to have him on and chat a little bit, too, and let y'all know in on his that sea duck stuff is kind of tickling my fancy i'd like to go over there and get in on some of that <laughs> looks pretty fun uh kind of i mean the boats are hunting out of look like battleships almost if you ever look, look at them so you know oh it is what it is over here we're just gonna have to wait and see but um from what i'm seeing already the localized kills i'm i'm all aboard like i said earlier i'm all aboard jumping on catch and release uh for the whole year and let's let this uh fishery replenish and, and come back to life like it was. Yeah. Um, so it was 80, 83 or 80, 89, 83, 89 80, was the last 83, 83 had one, 89 had one in, you know, beginning okay. of the year of February, then December. And they're and still not, talking about the one in Florida that, I mean, almost yeah. seven, eight years ago, I think something like that. Yeah, I, I, had a I may be totally off, but so pretty hardcore yeah. one there. Um, you know, we had some stuff in 2011, I think 2016 i remember a february in 2011 there where it was you know it was teens for three or four nights in a row but it was getting up to like 35 during 40 during the day um i remember at work it was pretty crazy and but we, there were some isolated kills there also not near as bad as as what we're seeing now so far but uh you know like i said the water needs to warm up a little more and those fish that have have yeah. have you know are still down on the bottom will blowed up and float and then we'll really see the extent of what's happened so you know bear bad news kind of want to stay off social media and see all them pictures actually 
Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to have Mike on and just touch on this a little bit and share with the listeners. You know, we got a lot of Texas listeners also yeah. um, that, that listen to this podcast in, in Louisiana, on the Gulf Coast here, and, and just, you know, pray for all of us over here on this this whole stretch over here in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Panhandle, Florida included. Um, they're dealing with some cold temps right now. Um, hopefully we'll get thawed out. Oh, uh, Punxsutawney Field, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> little, little groundhog give you a big old nookie yeah so oh enough of that dreary stuff um so what's up you gonna fish some bass tournaments now <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely so, yeah waiting absolutely. on the uh got a boat order should be getting a new boat coming up here pretty quick got a Yes, sir. Yep. And then uh, keeping the Kraken going. Kids has got, the, tor- yep. got the Torquedo on the tra- on the Kraken. Yeah, everybody, uh, anybody out there that still has a Kraken and wants to pour a Torquedo on it, Mike rigged up a pretty cool little aluminum mount for the for the rear end of it. It's getting over six miles an hour with that um, mm-hmm. Torquedo on the Kraken 15.5. And pretty sweet setup. For the Redfish tournaments, but if we hope we have them this year, who knows what's going to happen? But um, you know, we got plenty of plenty of bass tournaments coming up. We got some stuff with uh, kayak fishing Texas on Fayette. We got some stuff with uh, San Antonio kayak fishing on on uh, Choke Canyon. Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League has their Sam Raven event this weekend, which was just made more of a social event. Now it's not going to have any AOI ramifications because of the weather. Um, yeah. Uh. Uh, it's Texas it's funny, on Palace or uh, is the twenty seventh. There's some other stuff going on. Um, March on Choke. I'm excited for that one. Choke Canyon coming up pretty quick. So I'm gonna have to be getting over there and doing some pre fishing, which is gonna this is gonna allow me. I mean, to get out and and do a little more pre fishing for these freshwater events. Um, you know, give our inshore species a break and and recover. So you know, I'm ready for some of those. You know, definitely. Still, still it, get on the water. <laughs> it, it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see. You know, the people that we know in the north, uh, uh, throughout the north of the country. You yeah. know, we see them out there in the ice and in the dry suits and in everything else. You, you know, you, you got I, too many to name. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see kayaks covered in ice and snow on a trailer for a bass tournament in yes. Texas. Yes. Right. And yes. it's just, it's, it's, you, it blows your mind. Cause you, you never, <laughs> you know, you never thought you'd see that. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's just one of those things. We're going to just have to move past it and, mm-hmm. and uh, hope for the best, you know? So man, uh, start wrapping this one up. We've had uh, just all that, dreary stuff just ah. well <laughs> we we see that that's the thing you you can focus on the dreary and the downside of it or or we can go out and try to make a difference right yes do, that's what that's make, what's going to be the the deal breaker right there you make a difference not an impact exactly. so that's that's the thing that i i constantly am, am saying over and over and over again so um well we just go make a difference man we, we make sure we we know the facts. We, we spread the word and 
get as many people into the uh, empty stringer program as as uh, as possible. Yeah, empty stringers 2021. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I thought 2020 was done, and then now it's, yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> just. Recurring, and you know, it's like nothing on the news has even been said about the the pandemic recently. It's just been all been about That's this power thing. situation in Texas and just craziness. So, yeah, yep. Whew. All right. Well, here's for, for some good stuff right here. Um, let's see. Let's see what we can do. We're going to give away something. I gotta. Catch carbonate board. There you go. Let's give that away to somebody on this thing. Um, let's see. What do you want to ask them, Mike? We should have them pick a number, like a random number. <clears throat> <laughs> the, number. The, the very end, the very end, you know, the last, right before the outro. You, you give them a give them a random number, and they've got to be the first one to comment with the with the random. There you number. go. All right. Well, I'll throw that number out there right now. It's gonna be zero. There you go. For no fish on your stringer for 2021. There you go. <laughs> so, first person to comment on the original Paddle and Finn post of this. When this podcast comes out on the paddle and fin post, not the ones that we'll share or vice versa. The original post on the paddle and fin page for this podcast, Chasing the Tide segment that comes out. First one to post that, zero, we'll get that catch carbonate board sent to them. Or I can drop off if they're close by. <laughs> so with that, man, Mike, thanks for joining me today. Uh, you know, I had some a couple of you know, it's kind of hard to line up some stuff this week. So, you know, and then all this happened with this freeze and the fish in our fishery, our inshore species and all that. I just wanted to go come on. Thanks for coming on with me and, yeah, and having right. a little a little powwow about that. And just wanted to share with everybody what's going on over here and, you know, look forward to uh, having another episode ready for uh, the next segment. We'll have some guest from uh i think we're gonna have a guest from alabama on next time so we we shall see <laughs> nice yeah so yeah mike once again thanks again for uh for joining me today i want to thanks to uh waterloo rods and truchador and co for supporting um chasing the tide here and uh stoked to be part of the paddle and fin paddle and fin family so everybody go give them a follow you know give the chasing the tide page a follow if you haven't uh done so yet and we will catch y'all next time. I'm out, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes 
for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.